Yo, 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 hey, 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 what's up, what's happening everyone, I am the host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that every one of you who's listening right now is having a great day and great start to the week, whether it's the morning time, the afternoon time, the evening time, or the night time, or even the midnight time, whatever time it may be. I thank all of you for joining this latest episode of All In, All Out. And if you're new to the show, welcome. And thank you for taking the time out to listen to this episode of All In, All Out. All right, let's get the show popping. So being as it's Black History Month, I want to use the month as an opportunity to share some background historical facts about a African-American historian. Not the typical Malcolm X's, the Rosa Parks, or the Martin Luther King Jr.'s. Even though they are prominent figures, especially during the Civil Rights Act, during that period of time, as I mentioned last week, there are plenty of black historians, black historical figures that we don't talk about, that's not acknowledged. And we're going to discuss one of those, well, I'm going to discuss one of those guys today. And the guy goes by the name Carter G. Woodson. Carter G. Woodson. And for those who don't know what the G stands for, it stands for Godwin. Now, to give a background on Mr. Woodson, he was born in New Canton, Virginia, on December 19th, 1875. He was a historian, an author, a journalist, and the founder of the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. And he's most predominantly known for starting what is called, or what was called, Negro History Week in 1926. See, many people don't know that before Black History Month started, it was called Negro History Week. But I'll get to that in the end. So in his early years, Mr. Woodson, he overcame obstacles, as does many, as did many African-Americans during that period of time. That period of time is the the late 1800s because slavery was still prominent during that time. He was born to illiterate parents who were slaves, as you could imagine. And as a young boy, he would help out his family on their farmland. And as a teen, He worked in the coal mines in West Virginia to help support his father's income. And 
Mr. Woodson, he, he was one of those cats that really wanted education. It's something that he hungered for, in a sense. And he was mostly self-taught to the point where he mastered the basic common school subjects by the age of 17. You know, the math, the English, the science, and the, the history, what he was aware of. And by the age of 20, he entered high school. And he was so advanced on what he knew. Again, it was largely self-taught. He completed and got his high school diploma in less than two years. And after graduating high school, getting his diploma, he worked as a teacher and a school principal before it, it is before obtaining his bachelor's degree in literature and a college in, in Kentucky. Imagine that. A black guy during that time worked as a teacher and a school principal before obtaining a bachelor's degree. Many times today, people obtain their college degrees, whether it be a master's, a bachelor's, or even a social degree, before officially becoming a teacher. But Mr. Woodson not only was a teacher and a principal before attaining his bachelor's degree. And then after he graduated from college, the, the college named is Bure. Bure College in Kentucky. After he graduated from college, he became a school supervisor in the Philippines and would later travel throughout Asia and Europe, as well as earning his master's degree from the University of Chicago, where he became the second black African-American after W.E.B. Du Bois at Harvard University. Now, for those quickly who don't know who W.E.B. Du Bois is, he was a sociologist, a socialist, along with being an historian and pan-Africanist civil rights activist. And he was born in Massachusetts. You know, he went through similar things. So just give a, a, quick, a quick introduction to who that guy was. W.E.B. Du Bois. And his actual name is William Edward. So to get back to Carter G. Woodson, after getting his master's at the, well, from the University of Chicago, he eventually joined the faculty of Howard University, where he served as the dean of, college, of the College of Arts and Sciences. And during this period of time is where Mr. Woodson started to realize and really get a grasp on how negative and how instrumental the people of that time were ignoring black history. 
to the point where after being barred from attending the American Historical Association conferences, despite being a paying member, he believed that the white-dominated historical profession had little to no interest in black history, where he said, quote, overlooked, ignored, and even suppressed by the writers of history, textbooks, and the teachers who use them. That's what he was saying in regards to black history and what people were doing. And Woodson also realized that he himself would have to create, because no one else was doing it, that he himself would have to create a separate institutional structure that would showcase black history. And with the funding from, from the funding from several philanthropic foundations, Woodson, the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History in 1915 Chicago, where they described their mission as the scientific study of the neglected aspects of Negro life and history. And where the following year, he started the scholarly journal of Negro history, which is published to this day under the name Journal of African American History. So Mr. Woodson was obviously very passionate about getting black history out there, especially during that time where it was very suppressed and straight up ignored. You know, and unfortunately, even now today, there's some things that are miscued, that are incorrect, where when I was in school, I was taught that black people had a smaller brain than Caucasians and white people. And that's why black people weren't as educated. I dare tell you that that is a lie. That is a lie. Straight up lie. So the years went on and Woodson's devotion to his, to that black history came to fruition where, as I mentioned earlier, in 1926, he launched Negro History Week which was the second week of February because it coincided with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. And his, that same concept was later turned into Black History Month. And then unfortunately he died at the age of 74 in 1950. And throughout his life, he wrote a, a handful of books, one book that reads A Century of Negro Migration that released in 1918, another book that reads The Education of 
the Negro prior to 1861, the history of the Negro church, and the Negro in our history. So, just for, just for context, I am getting most of this information from NAACP.org, so if you want to check it out for yourself, you're obviously more than welcome to do that, <laughs> you know, to, to read the, the article for yourself and essentially the biography. But it just goes to show how educated this man was and how, how passionate he was towards the African-American community. Because just like a business, he saw a demand. He saw a demand for knowledge amongst our own people and just black people in general. I mean, even the Bible says or states that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So I'm using that in context of if you don't, well, a person once told me, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And as African-Americans, as black people, as all kinds of races, whether you're white, you're black, you're Asian, Hispanic, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, history should just be history. But unfortunately, throughout actual history, black the African-American part of history has been simplified to pretty much slavery and how black people were treated horribly going back to the 1960s. But I'm here to tell you today that there are much more facts out there and much more historical documents or documentation and how integral black people were throughout history and throughout time. Even if you go back to the Bible, for example, Africans were running the world before any other tribe. And I, I, I don't remember the name of the tribe. It may have been the Kemetic Dynasty, if I remember correctly. But see, many people don't know that. Many people are ignorant of that fact. So that's all I got for today. Just wanted to share share on this great man who was, this great activist who was Carter G. Woodson and what he has done to contribute to the African-American history, the history of African-Americans. So you can follow me on all my social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. If you go to my Instagram every, every day on there, I'll be posting a, a fact about a black historical figure I also encourage all of you to follow 
African Archives on Twitter or Instagram and Instagram, if you whether whatever social media platform you have. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and stay well balanced. Peace.